Today is May 6, 2021. I'm Dr. Kemi Olunlaya in Lagos, Nigeria, and welcome to Kemi Talks. Today I'm going to be talking about Ini Ubong Umorin, a young lady in Nigeria who went for a job interview and never came back. She was raped, strangled, killed, and buried in a shallow grave. This story is an outrage all over Nigeria. Young people in Uyo, Akwa Ibom State, Nigeria, came out in throngs to protest on what happened. Are we directing our energy to the right people, to the right places, to the governor, to the first lady, to the media? And I tell you, the young man arrested may be the one that killed her and raped her. The father of the young man may be the one they buried the body in his backyard in a shallow grave, but really, any, any's death was really caused by the system the government put out and, of course, by the media. The system the government put out will start from the legislators, the governors, the first lady, and, of course, the police. The media has a part to play here. Investigative journalism should have been inserted immediately after all these things were exposed. I watched a TVC producer interviewing in his roommate and friend. And this girl literally did her own investigative journalism to solve the case. And then the media comes in and interviews them and puts it on TV to get the ratings. That's not how it works anymore. Too many young people in Nigeria have been losing their lives because of senseless things like this. Many journalists are sitting back and not investigating cases they should. I was investigating a lot of cases in Nigeria that felt need to be investigated. I no longer practice journalism in Nigeria. I work for a US TV station online and I'm a digital journalist updating their websites and typing stories on their social platforms. But at the end of the day, where am I? I'm actually sitting down in Lagos, Nigeria, doing that work in my home office. So the news around me still matters. And this one hurt me. I'm a proponent of violence against women. Women have been violated like mad in Africa, especially in Nigeria. In Ubang Omorin's story is something I've spoken about in the past. In 2017, you guys remember that I was arrested three times, okay, for allegedly defaming a pastor. That's what they charged me with. The case was withdrawn. I didn't defame anybody. But at the end of the day, I was in a prison, six months, three different arrests. In that six months, I learned a lot in prison. I spoke out on that very same TVC about what I saw in prison. I know a lot of you, a lot of you are waiting for a book that I'm going to write. Suffering PTSD within the walls of the prison and SARS, of course, the police headquarters they took me to, where they were executing people in the building, bullets everywhere, has caused me post-traumatic stress. So I haven't been able to sit down and pinpoint when I'm going to write the book. I might just vlog the book. But back to Ini Omorin. I like to go around the bush, explain to you where I'm going. When I came out of prison in January 2018, I spoke on TVC about kidnappings, about job interview kidnappings. I've posted it countlessly on social media. My social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, are offline, since I don't work as a journalist anymore on this part. But at the end of the day, it boils down to one thing. Young people are going to interviews, not just women, men as well. 
and they're getting killed at interviews. Where are these fake job interviews? What is going on with this fake job interviews? Why are people getting killed? Let's talk about it. While in prison, I met a young lady on the women's side, my side, female inmate side. Her name was Chiana. I wouldn't mention her last name because she might still be in prison. And what I'm about to say may affect her case. In prison, you go to church every day. You cook your food. You sit down and gossip. You have no access to TV or radio. You don't know what's going on outside that walls. It's not like prison in America. So you do a lot of talking. You make time for some things in there. And what I used to do, because I was a journalist, and all the inmates knew, oh yeah, go to mommy journalist. Go interview. When a new inmate comes in, they must come to me and interview. I was piling up those interviews for my book. Even though the book isn't written yet, Chiyama V came to me. Her last name starts with a V. Chiyama V will come to me and say, Mommy Kemi, I want to interview with you. She sat down and she told me what brought her here. My first question to Chiyama was that, Chiyama, why is it that the wardresses always call you Facebook girl? Chiyama, when the wardresses need an inmate, they might have to send another inmate to go get that person. Hey, go get Kemi. Go get her and sell one. An inmate would come to me on my bed and said, this wardress is asking for you. Please go see her. But I always hear this thing. Go and call Facebook girl. Go and call Facebook girl. Who is the Facebook girl? Chiyama V. She told me the reason they call her Facebook girl is because Facebook brought her here. What's your case? A kidnapping case. Anybody else? Yeah, two guys in the men's side. My casemates. Two young men and a young woman were kidnapping people via Facebook for ritualists to cut off their heads and send their heads to do juju for a politician. In River State, Nigeria, and Imo State, if you know, you know. Many of the cultists and ritualists, they work in getting politicians re-elected. That's the big picture. Remember, a politician is involved too, but they don't want to know how involved they are. Many people go for voodoo and ritualism. To get back into the Senate, six human heads. To get into the House of Reps, three human heads. Yeah, human heads, people's heads. Could be me, could be your sister, could be your mother. But you guys remember what Don Wani was doing there, the criminal. They found 36 human heads at the back of Don Wani's house. They showed us the pictures. People dead, just their heads. Headless bodies all over River State. Don Wani terrorized all the neighborhoods in River State, especially Omaku, where he lived. Omaku Rivers. The government came in, demolished his mansion, found all the heads, and they later killed him in a gun battle between him and the DSS. And that happened in another state where he fled to. What are these human heads being used for? To empower other people to become what they want to be, like politicians going back to the Senate. It is known that ritualism and cultism is very involved when politicians are getting reelected in Nigeria. But they're gonna need a head. So Chioma will be on Facebook posting jobs, fake jobs. She literally set up a page with jobs of all kinds. I guess she'd go to the newspapers and copy and paste real jobs, paste it to the Facebook and change some things, like the directions to the place you're coming, the address of the interview. It'll be their own address. These are not abandoned buildings. 
These are real buildings. It could be a two-story building owned by one of their accomplices. They'll set it up like an office and a reception downstairs. You'll come in, a woman will be there and tell you, hold on, Mr. Brown is waiting for you. Okay, you can go in now with your CV. That interview, interviewee will sit in front of Mr. Brown. Bring out the CV. Within minutes of when Mr. Brown is looking at your CV, two men come out of a room next to that office. Maybe, you know how they have enclosed bathrooms and stuff in hotels. And then the two men are holding knives, cutlasses, machetes. The first thing they do is snatch your phone, your wallet, they rob you. If you're a woman, they might rape you right there. All of them. And then you'll be crying, screaming, they've already raped you. You can't come out the door. You sit there and you wait for their next instructions. And then they take your phone and dial your loved ones. Give that phone back to you and tell you to ask your loved ones for one million naira, a big amount of money to send to a certain account number if you want to be released. They'll give your loved ones a deadline, two hours, three hours, whatnot. They'll be running around looking for money for you. You see what's going on right now with Greenfield, the students and all this kidnapping by bandits. Parents are raising 55 million and they still kill six students. Why your parents are running around looking for something, some money to put together for the kidnappers? You're waiting, they'll rape you more. If the money comes through, fine. If the money doesn't come through, they'll kill you. They have nothing to lose. They'll kill you, they cut your head off, and they'll pass it to a ritualist. They are cultists and kidnappers. When the cultist gets, the ritualist gets the head, that's the addition to the politician's rituals and whoever they're doing rituals for, or the big businessmen. You need to know how things work in Nigeria. It's very important. I happen to be a journalist that nobody listens to in Nigeria. Two years later, they usually say, oh, she was right. Things like this happen all the time. All the time. It is very sad that any Ubank Umarin had to die just to go to a job interview. Now you've seen what I illustrated of what Chiamma was doing with those two guys. One of the guys in prison that I met, Priye, was a ritualist. At the end of that story I told you, Priye was not the ritualist in Chiamma's case, but Priye was another inmate. We don't get to see the male inmates unless we go to church, we go to the hospital, or we're within the prison confines, the supermarket or something. And that's hello, hi. We get to talk to them briefly in church, hello, hi. But there are times when we actually sit down and talk in depth with them at the clinic. The waiting area, the women will sit on one side, the men will sit on the other side. And then sometimes we talk to them. We're not allowed to get up and sit next to them, but we talk. I got to talk to Priye. The third time I came back to prison, I said they arrested me three times. I was looking for Priye, and they told me Priye had gone. After almost three years, Priye got bail. I was on bail and promised to come to trial. Unfortunately, there was more. Priye had been killed by the Nigerian police force. Because when they gave him bail, instead of behaving properly, adhere to bail conditions, come to court, he went to do another robbery. And he was shot by police in a shootout. So I didn't get to see him again. But the stories that Priye told me about the ritualism, about six heads for the house of, six heads for the sentence, and three for the house of reps, 
with a very stark, hard-hitting story about ritualists and the chain of command of how human heads go from cultist boys who, who organize kidnappings, even by fake job interviews, to the ritualists. I said these things online, and there was part of it I said on TVC when I went live with them on television, your view, to talk about my prison exit. I cried on that show, but no one pays attention. I detailed this in a video on Facebook and Instagram. No one paid attention. Can we start focusing? Be focused 2021 is my hashtag. I'm not on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram anymore, but I want every young person in Nigeria to listen to this podcast. Every young person to know how the system is working and how the system fails you. We're 12 minutes into this podcast, and I know you say, oh, Auntie Kevin is talking about herself, about herself, about herself, about herself, always about herself. No, you need to know what I'm about to say. Back to any Imorin. Listen to what her roommate or her friend, the lady that interviewed, said. They had the phone number of where she was going. They had the picture of the person she was going to meet. They had all the signals, and they sent it to her sister for security reasons, and she still got killed. Where did the system go wrong? The person that killed Eni, allegedly, this young man and whoever else is involved, they're what they call serial killers. They're what they call serial killers. They have a fascination for women. They might be having fascinations for men too. But serial killers have a fascination for one sex or both. And they have a fascination to kill people with one star. And clearly this young lady that was her friend said, this is not the first time he's doing it to many people. Those that survived it did not speak out. She clearly said another girl was raped and raped. She did not speak out. She did not report to the police because of fear, because of shame. Oh, I was raped. I went for a job interview. Young ladies speak out. And he did all the things she was supposed to do. And she was never seen again. She even called and said, this place is a remote area. I don't know where I'm going. She was never seen again. And then she was buried in a shallow grave. They have sick fascinations. And they're horrible people. Raped this girl endlessly and left her to be raped by another person. Sometimes they don't even need your money. In this case, he didn't ask in his parents or in his, in his orphan, I heard. May her parents rest in peace. Didn't ask in his, in his people for money. They just have a fascination, a sick one, to bring people to their abode, rape them, kill them, torture them. This sick fascination is out there. And there are many Inumorans out there. Baccarat in my state, Oyo State, was raped inside her own house and killed. And she was pregnant. The young lady reading her Bible in the church, same thing. Raped, killed. Where are young women safe in Nigeria? Beware and be aware. Did you hear what I said? I said, beware and be aware of job interviews, scams, job interview, kidnappings. If you're not sure, ask somebody. Ask me. I'm only available on email, kemitalksmedia.com. 
Kemi Talks Media at Yahoo.com. The mistakes that were made. The first 24 hours is very, very pivotal, very important when there's a missing person. I learned that in America. The police has to educate the media as well. But here the police doesn't educate the media. When the media tries to educate the police, you'll be arrested and they'll say you did something wrong. The first 24, and I repeat it, the first 24 hours of a missing person is very important. But Nigerian police told Ine's friend and her relatives they had to wait 24 hours. Within that 24 hours, they had killed her. That's the problem with the police. And I think Ine's people, maybe it's her sister or whoever, they need to sue the police for that. They need to get Falano or any of those good human rights lawyers to sue the police for damages. That money will never bring her back if they win. But there has to be a lesson. There has to be a lesson. A lesson taught. Unfortunately, we as Nigerians need to work together, to progress together. 24 hours went by and it was too late. If you're a young person, you have an emergency or a story like this, if you cannot reach the police, reach the media. Go to Punch TVC, all your media, Sahara reporters. Let them put it out there. Oh, yeah, we know we saw the hashtag, find Inio Mori. Sometimes the hashtag itself is useless when the police are not working. Do you understand what I'm saying? We might put a hashtag all we want. That's to make people aware. People look around their areas. Did she come to your area? I'm in Lagos. What if any was found in the house next to me or even in my own compound, buried in a shallow grave and I didn't know who buried or anything? This is how Nigeria is. They can carry one body to another place and you know, the most important thing is these hashtags, they create awareness for people to spread it. But the people in charge like the police, if they don't do their jobs, we don't get results. I'm very annoyed, very devastated and very sick. When you see this podcast, it is 19 minutes long. I want you to pass it to someone. On this portal, there's share values. Share to Facebook, share to Twitter, share to Instagram. Share this podcast. Let everybody hear it. Right now, I'm not on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Like I said, those pages are closed. You can see me on Instagram at Evangelist Kemi. I serve the Lord now and I pray. And I work on the U.S. station work. I'm Dr. Kemi Nunoyami. God bless you. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe, Nigeria.